Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Welcome back to another episode, everybody. I'm sitting down today with the lovely Alexis Fallon, a super successful stylist here in LA and mother to an adorable little boy named River. Alexis is in the process of working on her own clothing line and her story is super empowering and inspiring. We talk all about her journey to becoming a stylist, starting from the bottom and working her way up to the top by saying yes to every job thrown her way. Alexis has a story of true resilience and has been through a major healing journey in which she's been able to gain and offer so much strength and wisdom to her son and the world. Her story of becoming a hardworking single mother leaves you feeling like you can conquer anything. I know you guys are going to love this episode. There are so many tangible takeaways from this one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with the beautiful Alexis Fallon. All right, you guys, calling all creatives of LA or anyone traveling to the LA area in need of an event space, photo studio, content location, video space, production services, or grip services. Issue Studio is a unique photo, video, and event space, and Issue offers full service production in an exclusive, intimate, and private boutique environment. The space is so beautifully curated, you guys, and I can't tell you how many shoots I've done at Issue that have turned out to be some of my favorite shoots to date. Not to mention a bunch of amazing events I've attended over the years where the studio gets completely transformed into the best atmosphere for the perfect party. Also, you guys, the wallpaper in the makeup room is absolutely iconic and it's perfect for the Instagram feed. So I highly recommend Issue Studio for any brand or any influencer looking to elevate their image. It is seriously the most beautiful studio I've ever shot at. And I've shot at a lot of studios here in LA and it's just so clean. It's centrally located. There's a huge parking lot, which is huge here in LA. So go check it out at issuephotostudio.com to find more details about how you can book this amazing space for your next photo shoot, video production, content creation, party, event, whatever it is that any of you creatives need here in LA, Issue Studio has got you. So go check it out. Hello, babe. Welcome to the Hi. show. It's so good to see you. Good to see. It's been a minute. It's been <laughs> a hot minute because... Like five years. Yeah, because we were yeah. introduced... By a mutual friend, Anna, and we had first met at, it was like a little yoga meditation. I don't even remember where it was either. I don't, Do you? I don't eat. It was like in Hollywood area. I, that's all I remember. And I remember yeah. like my boyfriend at the time dropped me off and I was like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. But then it ended up being so cool. Yeah, it was we so fun. We did like yoga tarot reading. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> forgot remember? that we did yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was in a cool like Japanese restaurant, I think, that I had never oh, yeah. even been to. That's right. Yeah. 
yeah, anyways, so that's where we met, yeah. but we haven't seen each other in person, and a lot has happened since then. For both of us. For both yeah. of us. We both became mamas. <laughs> I mean, River is almost three, Hunter is yes. almost two, so it's just been a wild journey. It really has. So I would love for you to just fill me in on your story. Start from the beginning. Like, what was your childhood like? I grew up in a super small town in Prairieville, Louisiana, like not even a major city, like Prairieville. So that you just, just the name just sounds, the name alone. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what's funny though, is I always wanted to live in California. Like I actually have a diary where I wrote, like when I was eight, I'm going to live in California and <sighs> I, I'm going to be a fashion queen. So like you literally you manifested manifesting it. that shit. Like, wow, it's crazy. Do you yeah. still have that diary? Still do. Oh. Um, I'm working on getting a picture frame for my office because I'm just like, you know, those times where you doubt yourself and you think, you know, I'm, I'm not as far as I want to be. But then you're like, wait, I asked for this and I'm here and I'm doing it. So it's a good daily reminder. Definitely. I love but that. Yeah. So I started out in Louisiana. I went to school. I was a teacher. I don't think you know this. No. Yeah. I didn't know so that. before my life here is so different. I was an elementary teacher. I have my master's degree. Oh, cool. Yeah. I taught for five years as a teacher and I kind of did it for my parents. It was one of those things where it's like I was pushed into it. I really wanted to come here and do, do things in the fashion world. But, you know, parents want you to be realistic. And, you know, like it, it just wasn't for me. I love children, too. So that kind of is what got me into it. Yeah. But after that, I came here with my significant other and kind of had a whirlwind of a life got into influencing and modeling and that kind of world. Yeah, that's where you started. Yeah, yeah. And I had a big hiccup during that time too, because basically I came out here with my husband at the time, mm -hmm. who I'm just going to throw it out there within two months, like cheated on me. Yeah, like walked in on it, cheating on me. Stop. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me because after that, I was like, I want to do something more than modeling. I want to like catapult my career. What else am I good at? And all of my friends would always have me style them. Yeah. For their own photo shoots, for, you know, music videos, just kind of like a side hustle. And it kind of grew into something that it is now. But that tragedy Within two months of living in L.A., like didn't know anybody, didn't have a lot of friends. Like it was scary. Yeah. And I, I just kind of like threw myself into getting more serious about styling and kind of slowly venturing out of the modeling world. And as you know, as a model, like it's it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure to look Absolutely. a certain way, to deal with, you know, photographers that put you in strange situations. Like I had so many predicaments that just wasn't worth it for me. And yeah. fashion was always my baby. Like when it came to photo shoots for myself, I was more excited about what I was going to wear than the shoot. I was just like, oh, what can I put together? What theme can I create? You know, so yeah. it just kind of grew from there, you know, and um, it's a crazy story and I could get into more detail, but I'll let you kind of yeah. lead, lead me that way. No, yeah. I have so many yeah. questions yeah. because like, okay, so I know that it's probably obviously a very traumatic thing for yeah. you to revisit but yeah. at the same time I feel like those moments in our lives like in the moment obviously yeah. it was the worst thing that ever probably could have happened to you it was yeah. super devastating but like you said and nobody knew it like you know on Instagram it was like I was smiling and I was happy and coming today 
to have this story with you, I was like, you know, do I want to share that with her? But I was like, you know what? I do because yeah, there's so many women out there who might go through a breakup or go through something and fall back or, or go back home. Because right. that was kind of what I thought. I was like, am I going to go back home? And you what am I going to do? And I just kept pushing. I found my own place. I had like one girlfriend in LA at the time because I barely lived there. And like, right. she was like four foot tall. Like she helped me with the U-Haul truck. We drove a U-Haul truck Aww. to my place. Like I started my whole life over and it was so, so scary. But like to look back and see how far I've come is just like, Whoa. And you did that all on your own. And I'm so glad that you shared yeah. that story. And I'm so glad, too, that you brought up the point, like, on Instagram, your life looked perfect. But mm-hmm. on the inside and in, in reality, yeah. you were struggling yeah. so hard. And I think that that's a big narrative that should be talked about more because mm-hmm. it's so smoke and mirrors on Instagram. It's essentially your highlight reel, which is fine. Yeah, like it really is. And, you yeah. know, like, Nobody wants to share like everything they're going through, obviously. But I also felt almost like, what's that term? Imposter syndrome. You know, I almost felt like I wasn't fully being authentic by sharing my story, but I wasn't ready. And I had to heal and go through that to get to where I am today. But the funny thing is, you know, if I I was to pass that same guy in the streets now, like, I wouldn't even give him a second glance. Isn't it funny funny? how your tastes change? Like, so much. So it's like, I'm totally fine. I want him to be happy, you know. But for me, it that moment in time really catapulted me because I came out with this person kind of you know, dependent of them. And in so many ways, not just financially, but emotionally, you know, like I didn't know anyone else. I don't think I would have came out here if if he didn't come with me, you know, I kind of pushed him to come with me. So, you know, it's almost like he was my ticket here and then God separated us and I had to go do things on my own. And that's what I needed. Yeah. And I'm such a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So Mm -hmm. clearly that had to happen in your life. Yeah. So what was the transition like from being like a model slash influencer and being, you know, in front of the lens to going behind the scenes and styling and getting to like use your creative ability in that way? What was that transition like? It was pretty seamless, you know? Really? Yeah. You wouldn't think it would be. Basically, like I had a few friends that were helping me through that dark time Mm -hmm. and they actually brought it to my attention that you know, you're really good with fashion. Like you're really good with like putting clothes together. Like I'm always borrowing your clothes for my own shoot. Like what if you just started styling? And I I loved clothes. I always did, but I didn't know I could make this into a career. I know. Right. I don't know. I mean, seven years ago, I mean, I knew there were stylists, but I was just kind of like, I could be a stylist, you know? And yeah, that's a job. And so it started out with me just pulling clothes from my own closet mm-hmm. and styling models for photo shoots. And no one knew they were my clothes. Because in the styling world, you basically have to have connections to be able to pull clothes from designers and showrooms. And and I was, you know, I was a nobody's girl who was trying to become a stylist. So it was kind of fake it till you make it. Like I was pulling my own clothes, putting my own shoes and jewelry on my friends, on whoever, whatever job I got, I said yes to everything. I didn't say no to anything. And I just kind of worked my way up. And once I got my portfolio built, that's when the showrooms and designers were emailing me and reaching out to me and like asking me to style them. And I was like getting paid to do this. I just never imagined in my life that that was even a possibility. But it just started with basically taking every chance I could, every opportunity 
I just said yes to. And I started out working free a lot, just building my portfolio, you know? And yeah. I, I think a lot of people think you're going to make all this money and it's glamorous. Oh my gosh. No, it's the exact no, opposite, especially with styling. Yeah. Like you probably have seen, like we're hauling clothes. We're like, it is not glamorous. It's a lot of lugging. Oh, it's so much manual lugging, labor. Lugging, driving, making sure that no one steals things, you know, keeping track of inventory, organizing making women feel good in their bodies, which is a whole nother topic because, you know, I work specifically with women. So not only am I a stylist, but I'm like your therapist. I'm your best friend, like telling you, you look amazing, you know, because it's hard. It's hard, you know, after you have a baby, if you're doing a photo shoot, as you know, it's like you don't feel like yourself anymore. So it's like a lot of my clients become my best friends too. Like I've gone on vacations with some of my clients. That's amazing. Yeah. We're girlfriends now. It's beautiful to see that transition, but I definitely think it takes a certain personality to be a stylist. Absolutely, because you have to be able to trust your stylist. You have to build that rapport Mm -hmm. because you're being super vulnerable with this person and you're trusting them with creating your whole entire image and your look. I love everything that you just said. It's super inspiring. And I think that the message that you were just speaking on Mm -hmm. is just so important for everyone to hear. So do you have like a favorite job that you've worked on that like sticks out in your mind? (laughs) You know, it's funny because I was kind of prepping myself in my head. Like I knew you were going to ask me that. So I was like, who do I like the most? And you know, honestly, there's no one moment. I think that for me, the best opportunities were just the times where I started with somebody who was scared to do something edgy and different from their typical style. And they yeah. trusted me. Yeah. I have a few clients like that where it's like their style was very simple and, you know, very like girly. And I kind of got them to go more to the edgy side. Because for me, I feel like I'm a mixture of feminine, but edgy. Yeah. So I want women to push the button a little and not be afraid. So anytime I'm working with somebody who trusts me and lets me do that and seeing their confidence after and seeing them be like, wow, I didn't think I could put this and this together. And yeah. And so I think those moments where I've worked with people and I've seen that transformation inside that like inner confidence boost. And it's my favorite part. You know, it's my favorite part is that transformation where it's like, they see why they should have trusted me. But in the beginning, it's hard because you're kind of having to convince them. Totally. You're like, you're like, just go with me, just go with me. And so Once we get to that point and they go with me and we flow and they try it, you know, I've never had a bad experience. So I think that's my favorite moments is just seeing them be like, wow, like I look so good. And it's like, yeah, like you were beautiful before, but like we're just pushing the envelope for you. Pushing the limits. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that's so important with women. You know, I think sometimes the world or society kind of wants us to be one way, you know, like, oh, only wear the tight jeans and like the sexy clothes and you know what I mean? And so getting them to not be afraid of, you know, baggy pants or like, you know, or like oversized things paired with this, you can still look sexy, sexy. It's not about just showing your body. The first person that comes to my mind is Rihanna. She's sexy, confident, effortless. To me, she's like everything. So I'm always thinking, what would Rihanna do? (laughs) What would Riri do? So I have a cool story for you, actually. I've been her personal fit model for like four years now. Obviously not right now because she's pregnant. Oh my God, that's amazing. So I work very closely with her stylist, Jaleel and Amir. And it's just literally 
the best time ever because I get to go in. I'm literally trying on her whole entire wardrobe. They style all of her looks on me. Oh my God, that's crazy. I have yet to meet her though. So I'm like waiting for the day. But yeah, (laughs) I agree. Her stylists are so fucking amazing and they're such amazing Mm -hmm. people too on the Mm -hmm. inside. And I've grown to like create a very close Mm -hmm. relationship with both of them. And he is just an absolute genius. Yeah. And you can tell that her... And her stylist are very close too, you know, because that bond is so important. Because imagine getting undressed in front of somebody, like being completely vulnerable. You need to feel comfortable and like that's also your friend, you know? So if I could have anyone's style, it would be Rihanna. I'm just like, yeah, everything she wears, like, is just so good. But it's not like she's trying so hard to be quote unquote sexy. She just is in what she wears. And that's kind of the style that I want my clients to have that I, you know, no matter the age, whether they're 80 or whether they're 20, don't be afraid of color. Don't be afraid of texture. It's just a lot of it. It's in our head. Totally. You and know, I think so. it's just about the confidence that like comes mm-hmm. from within and exudes. Yeah. And, um, and I think that your wardrobe and your outfit can completely change that for you. Mm-hmm. So where do you draw a lot of your inspiration from? Like I, I know Riri yeah. is a very, you know, <laughs> huge inspiration for all of us. Like what would you say your style kind of is mm. and where you where you draw that from? Obviously, a lot of it's a mixture with just my own personal style, which I always say I'm a mixture of like feminine and edgy. But I mean, I'm also just so inspired by Instagram. I mean, there's so yeah. many fashionistas on there, the girls, and I'm just like, ooh, I love the way she did that or that. Or, you know, it's just a lot of my inspiration is also from color. I love mm. certain color palettes together. For instance, I'm working on my own clothing line right now. So So I'm taking different Pantone's colors and putting them together. And it's just so much fun. Like, I love color. Hands are going more towards like the nudes and the neutral tones, which is great because I love that too. And I love it too. But I'm so glad that you are speaking on color because I think that it's so important. Like for me, I mean, if you saw my closet, I definitely have a lot of black and neutrals, but Mm -hmm. There's just something fun and funky about colors and like feathers and textures. And I think a lot of people might shy away from those things. But I would tell all my clients this, what you wear basically like says who you are without having to speak. Like you can walk into into a room and not say a word and you can say so much. And that's just kind of been how style has always been for me since I was little. I mean, I grew up, like I said, in Louisiana. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a funny story. I yeah. had <laughs> please do. I had a juicy couture like sweatsuit. You remember oh, like those the were velour so cool. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and it said it said juicy couture on like on the back and the juicy on the ass. Yeah. I remember like one day we had like, you know, free dress day at school. This was like, I don't know, eighth grade or something. Yeah. And Mind you, I'm in Louisiana. Like mm-hmm. free dress days, like camo and like Nike shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sounding really mean right now. I mean, there was some cute clothes, but I was always kind of the one that was like looking on the internet or trying to find things because we didn't have all the things that I loved like right. in our stores. We had a movie theater and like, you know, two grocery stores and like yep. one restaurant. So I remember being so mortified because I went to class and like we had this like, class clown football player guy sitting behind me and I was wearing my juicy couture jacket and the first thing he says like in front of everyone's like what's juicy cooter oh my god (laughs) 
And I was, first off, I was so offended. Like, you didn't even say the word, right? You know? That's amazing. And, <laughs> yeah. Juicy Couture. And so, like, I turn around, I'm like, it's Juicy Couture. <laughs> like, and I was just so, but, like, from, like, such a young age, like, oh I just never God. felt like I fit in. <laughs> yeah. And, like, nobody really understood me, you know? So, I was just so ready to get out and, like, be around things that I liked, you know, and creative people and yeah. fashion and art. And I love stories that when people start from a very small town and then they become super successful, it's oh, like, yeah. you knew you were destined yeah. for more. What's Juicy yeah. Cooter? Oh yeah. my God. And I mean, I mean, till this day, like I'm always pushing myself. I don't feel like super successful, but it's just funny because now those same people are like in my DMs Exactly. Yeah. Saying you look so good. Oh my God. Wow. I always knew you would make it. And I'm like, you were mean to me and like yeah. made fun of my clothes and thought I was weird. You have know? you gone to any of your class reunions? I haven't. No. I haven't either. I, I, don't, I don't think I have, you know what? You haven't even had one, I don't think. I just have no desire. Desire. I yeah. mean, I could, but I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> It would be funny to just like go back and see the juicy cooter boy. Right. I know. Well, actually, he, he was one of the ones that messaged me. Like, Stop. actually, oh yeah, the one God. that made. And so I just literally left him on red. That's so funny. Like, oh, sorry. If you're watching this. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Juicy cooter. That's amazing. Yeah, so. Um, so I know you say like you feel like you're not like super successful or, you know, yeah. and that's just you being humble. But you have accomplished a lot. But is there one thing that you feel like the most proud of that you've yeah. accomplished thus far? And it doesn't even have to be like with styling or your career, yeah. just in general in life. I mean, a thousand percent river. My yeah. son, like, <laughs> I already knew that was coming. Yeah, like my son, like, as you know, like having a son, just a baby in general, but being a boy mom, just uh, it's it the best, is the best, the best thing in the world. And, you know, like I said, I was a teacher before. I've always had a deep love for children. You yeah. Know? So just being able to like not only teach him, but he teaches me so much every day. And just having yes. this little person that loves me so much and depends on me, it changes you. It's like it, it really makes does. me want to be a better human, you yeah. know. And I think if I hadn't had him, Lord knows what I'd be doing. It just changes your perspective. It, yeah, it really just makes you realize, like, it's not all about me. The world doesn't revolve around me. Yeah. You know, and it makes you realize family's everything. Literally nothing Literally else Literally nothing matters. else. You could take everything away from me, but, like, that's my world. So. Yeah. Yeah. I and know. I just, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, being a boy mom is just, uh, I love it. And he's he's at this stage now where, like, I'll be driving in the car, like it's dead silence, and he'll just be like, Hey mommy. And I'm like, Yeah, baby. And he's like, You're my best friend. Oh my And my God. heart just literally is like, and I'm like, You're my best friend too, baby. I love you so much. And I'm like, I'm savoring it because all my friends who have older kids are like, Yeah, enjoy it now. Cause one day he's not gonna say that. He's not gonna want to cuddle and have sleepovers. Like it makes me wanna cry. I know. I literally <laughs> get anxiety thinking about the day that Hunter no longer wants to like cuddle me in bed or hold my hand yeah, all the time. It's like I'm I like, think I need it more than him. Absolutely. I, I'm so needy around him. Same. I'm like, Can I have a kiss? Love yeah. me, kiss me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so addicting. Yeah. Oh yeah. my and God, you know it's what? The best. And I I think God gave me a boy for a reason. I really do. Because, yeah. you know, 
I don't hate guys, but I definitely have had my ups and downs with men in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like God gave me a boy because it was like, no matter what, this little man's going to be there for you. And like, he's unconditionally, unconditionally. And like you forever have a little man that's never going to leave your side and loves you for you unconditionally. And I think God knew I needed that. I really do. As much as I wanted those girly clothes. Because I was was like, you. you know, at first I was like, Oh, it'd be so nice to have a girl and we wear the same outfit. It was all about Mm -hmm. the clothes, really. But like once I had a boy and I experienced that mother-son love, it's just like I'd be totally fine if I had three more boys. Yeah. You know, like I have no regrets. And honestly, too, styling boys is so fun. Like I thought I didn't even think about how fun it would be. Like Jordans. Yes. You can make them kind of like streetwear vibes. It's like they're little men. Yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah, because I feel like with a lot of little girl clothes that they can be like very frilly and like girly yeah but like with boy clothes I feel like they're just like little men I don't know it's so fun it's it's the best it really is yeah so other than that like tell me what your motherhood journey has been like so far because he's almost three Mm -hmm. now what was your pregnancy like and you know what are some things that you've learned along the way well, my pregnancy, I had no morning sickness. Not, oh, you yeah, know, knock good. on wood. Every pregnancy is different, I hear. But, you know, the first two trimesters were totally easy. It was the last where I was just like, get mm. this baby out of me. My back hurts. I feel huge. Like, yeah. You know, it was the very end. But other than that, I loved being pregnant. You yeah, know, I too. just, I miss my belly. I know. I see all the girls with their bellies and I'm just like, I miss mine. But then I'm also like... I don't know. You look fucking amazing. I so. worked really hard to get back to this. <laughs> I don't know. I'll wait a little, but pregnancy is such a magical time, you know, just the feeling of having your baby move in your belly. And that's why I, I miss the kicks. Yeah. And the, I miss all of that. But I mean, I will say postpartum was difficult. I don't know if mm. you experienced that. I mean, a I, little bit. Yeah. I didn't have like the postpartum depression, but mm-hmm. it was more of just lack of sleep and feeling so tired all the time Mm -hmm. and being very critical of myself with my body, you know, just wanting to get my body back to right so fast. And I feel like, you know, culture kind of makes it like we see all these women on Instagram who bounce back and all that. And so I think that was probably the hardest was just getting back to feeling like myself. I'd say that took about a year. Yes, me too. All right, my MILF fam, as you all know, I'm always looking for ways to aid in becoming the most optimal version of myself mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And one of the things I do to support myself in doing this is by taking my vitamins every single day. And I know it can be overwhelming sometimes with all of the supplement brands out there, but one brand that I've been a huge fan of for years now is Wealthy. Two products I absolutely love by them is the Her and the Sweat. And they just recently sent me the Vision Gummies, which I am so excited to try and see the results from. Get it? See the results from the Vision Gummies? Which I think is so cool that they are pioneering advocacy for vision health because, you know, we're always looking at our screens every day. And it's something that I think a lot of people just put on the back burner and dismiss. 
but the HER is a great way for women to get their daily dose of biotin, vitamins A, B, C, D, E, calcium, hyaluronic acid, magnesium, and selenium. Just all of the great things that us women need and are probably lacking and it's all in one. And then the sweat is something I like to take before a workout to just help enhance my burn with the natural caffeine and there's also dandelion root in there to help with my metabolism and digestion. The quality of these supplements are just next level and I'm telling you, you have to go check them out. If you use the code MILFBOD, you get 25% off your first order when you go check out at imwealthy.com. That's code MILFBOD, M-I-L-F-B-O-D at checkout at imwealthy, I-M-W-E-L-L-T-H-Y.com to get 25% off your first order. Enjoy, everybody. And you were working too. Like, yeah, like I mean, how soon after oh were my you God. working? Like I was working while I was pregnant. I was working my first job with River. I think he was like six months on set with me. Oh yeah. That's About what I was going to ask months. you. Like you would bring him to set sometimes. Yeah, I'd bring him to set. I'd go to showrooms. Like I'm the only stylist in there, like I pushing love- my little stroller. <laughs> like they literally all knew me as the mom, like Aww. stylist, which like they had like a soft spot for me yeah. because of that. Cause it's like, damn, she's out here like Hustling. working and you know, and sadly things didn't work out with his father and I, but we co-parent and we're, Great. we're yeah. you know, we're best friends. We talk Good. all the time. So it's like, we have a very healthy co-parenting relationship, but becoming a single mother was extremely hard. And that was about when River was one and a half. I moved out and, you know, just had another kind of like experience of starting over. And so I'm very, very strong. Yeah. <laughs> Been through a lot of shit. I'm very, very resilient. And I think the biggest thing for me is I just want my son to see me happy. And I want him to see his parents happy. And I want him to witness a loving, happy, healthy relationship. And I hope that one day he sees that I did this for him and he sees a strong woman. He absolutely will. There's always that mom guilt, you know. So, you know, just kind of doing it all on my own. And it's a lot. It's a lot, especially with having all my parents, my family in Louisiana. And, you know, know, I'm just now getting him into daycare, like a pre-preschool program. And now I'll have more time for myself, which will be nice. But also he'll be social. And Right. It's so good for them. We kind of talked about it a little. But like the first drop off was super emotional. (laughs) Yeah, I'm nervous for that day to come. (laughs) Like literally, I'm I'm dropping him off. He's so excited. Like the whole car ride. I'm like, aren't you excited, River? You're going to make new friends, meet your teacher. And he was so happy. And we get there. Like all these kids are surrounding him and staring at him. And the teacher's in his face. And like, he's just kind of like, mommy. And like, you know, he just got overwhelmed. And I was like, baby, it's okay. Like today is going to be a short day. I only left him there two hours because it was the first time. And I was like, you know, don't worry, baby, I'm here. You know, and it's just like, it was so, so hard because he was just like, mommy, don't go. Mommy, don't go. And like, I kept hugging him and then I'd walk away and I'd come back and hug him again and be like, try to talk to him. And finally, like five minutes of like hugging him and the teacher's like, you know, it's not really good to linger too much. (laughs) And I was like, 
a part of me was like, but I feel like I'm abandoning him. You know, another part of me as a former teacher, I've had those instances where like I had to be the teacher. And so I know it. And I was like, you know, I know she's right. I know I'm not doing the wrong thing. So I finally was like, okay, baby, I have to go. I'll be back in two hours. You're Mm going to be okay. I love you so much. You're going to have a great time. You know, and I just gave him a big hug. And He was crying still. And so, like, 10 minutes later, the school calls me, and they're like, he's doing fine. He's he's playing with the kids. He totally forgot you're gone. Like, he's great. And I picked him up. He was totally happy. He said, I had so much fun, Mommy. So I'm in the car, like, crying to death, freaking out if my kid's okay. And he's— Yeah, he's totally fine. I think it was more me than him. Like Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, kids are extremely resilient as well. Like, we have to remember that. And that's good that they, like, checked in with you 10 minutes later. That would give me so much reassurance. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's, like, an app where they send me pictures throughout the day showing me what he's doing. I'm like, this is so different from when I was a kid. Oh, my God. It was so old school back then. It was like you never heard from them. Like, I come back and I lost a tooth. They're like, what happened? I'm like— I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Some kid beat me up on the now playground. It's like every like five a- minutes, I'm getting photos. I'm like, this is nice. I know. It's so different, but it's great. What's a piece of advice that you would give to like young, hardworking, single mothers out there? Yeah. I would say lean into your friends and family that you have. You mm-hmm. know, don't feel like you're completely alone. Because I think a lot of times, you know, single mothers kind of feel maybe some feelings of judgment or criticism. When they want to ask for help. Yeah, when they want to ask for help or even, you know, when I left the relationship that I was in, it was very unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And I felt a lot of guilt, you know, from family members. You know, you're supposed to stay together forever. What are you doing? We weren't married, but it was just you stay together no matter what kind of thing. Right. And this was a five-year relationship that was very toxic. And so as much as I love the person— I had to make that choice for myself. So I would first just say, lean into your friends and family that support you, Mm -hmm. that are on your side, you know, find that tribe or see if you can, you know, find other single mothers out there or even just other mothers, just women that are supportive of you being your best self. Absolutely. And I would say, make sure you take the time for yourself, whether it's if you can find someone to watch your child for a few hours, you can go work out. One thing I do is I wake up like an hour before he wakes up. He wakes up at 6 a.m. So I'm up at 5 5 a.m. doing my journaling, like meditating, like kind of just taking that time for me to breathe. That's very important. And just persist and keep going. Don't give up and try to really observe your thoughts. Mm, Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the whole monkey brain thing. Like they call it the monkey brain where it's like, You're just on repeat saying things in your mind that aren't good for you. But it's like your brain has become so used to saying it that it's like it's just second nature. So I guess what I would say is during those times where you're being so harsh on yourself or you're not feeling enough or you're not feeling, you know, like you're doing a good enough job or whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, as a mother or financially, whatever, you know, we all have our moments. Really like try to step outside of that feeling in your mind and just observe it and look at it. Don't make it feel wrong, but look at it as an outsider, Mm, you know, and talk to it as if you were talking to your own best friend. You wouldn't tell your friend you're so stupid. Like, how could you do that? Like, what's wrong with you? No, you would be empathetic and compassionate. So try to talk to yourself like your best friend would talk to you. Yeah, that's such great advice. Yeah. 
It's definitely easier said than done. But once you get into that spiral, if you're not able to stop it, it can really control you. And that's one thing that through my healing journey has been like not being so hard on myself as a single mother because it's hard because you get on Instagram and you see all the happy little families and you, you know, you're also having to work a lot harder financially. There's a lot of feelings of like, I could beat myself up right now. Or I could say that I made the right choice for my son and I could give myself love right now. So yeah, make that choice, you know? Yeah. And I'm so happy that you're sharing this because, yeah, I think we can fall victim to comparison a lot. It's so Mm -hmm. easy to compare ourselves to others, but it's like everybody's on their own journey. Everybody has their own shit. Everybody has Mm -hmm. their struggles. And it's so empowering and so inspiring to know that you just like – took care of yourself. You were like, I'm not happy in this relationship. It's toxic for me and my son as well. So I'm going to make the decision to remove myself. And I think that there's a lot of pressure for people and couples in general to stay together for the child. But I think that now he's able to witness you guys be happy individuals. Yeah. Um, And that's so much better for his mental health and his emotional health and everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm really glad that you're talking about that. And I also think, because like I said, he's an amazing father. He's an amazing man. I still love him so much. We love each other so much. And I also think that taking this space for myself and him taking the space for himself to become better humans and grow and to heal is good for both of us. And definitely, I guess what I'm saying is a lot of times when people come together and they have a baby, they don't realize that you're going to have to give up a lot of yourself. And taking this time where I was alone now, it kind of forced me to get back to being who who I needed to be. Because for a minute, I really lost myself in just being a mother and I stopped styling as much. I didn't have time for the gym anymore. And yeah. a lot of that's not just fully my fault. I needed a partner that supported me to go do those things for myself. Definitely. You know? And I realized I didn't have that. And mm-hmm. so I had to go make that tough decision to give myself that love, which I think that a lot of people are afraid to do. And it was extremely scary for me. But now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm so glad that I did. Oh, that's so reassuring to hear. Yeah. And I feel like that will help a lot of women out there or just people in general, not only women, men as well. So now that we're into all of this, let's talk about the acronym MILF. What do you do (laughs) to stay mindful? And yes. you you already touched on this a little bit. Like you get up an hour before river. Yeah. You do your journaling. Mm-hmm. Like what are some other things that you yeah. incorporate? Some other things I incorporate. Well, I mean, I kind of mentioned my thoughts. I'm very like yeah. mindful of my thoughts. If I say something negative, like I'm very aware and aware and I'm like I'll respond back to myself like a crazy person. <laughs> like I'm driving in the car talking to myself. I'm like, yeah. no. No, 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 no. You are beautiful. You are capable. You are worthy. Yeah. Look how far you've came. Stop. You need to stop. And I'll even, as as silly as it sounds, I'll like talk to my little child self. No, that's, you know? and that's I'm like, so helpful. That's, I know it sounds cheesy, but like that's the girl that's really crying and upset. Like Definitely. I literally, when I think of her, I think of this little 12-year-old girl. Yeah. You know, that's the age that she is. Are you like actually speaking out loud? Yeah. I'm like oh, driving I gotta do talking that. to her. I'm I being, feel like that would be more helpful. Like, yeah. Literally yeah. just saying it out loud. Yeah. How else am I mindful? I pause a lot before I say things. That's been one that's really helped me a lot. 
because I'm very emotional. And like a lot of times when I'm upset, I just want to like blurt out like, you fucking idiot, you. Yes. <laughs> now I'm like taking deep breaths and I'm like counting and I'm just like, not going to respond. I'm going to wait. And then when I wait and respond at a more peaceful state, I'm a, so much of a nicer person. Oh, I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> it's taking a lot of practice. So yeah, just being more mindful of like how you talk when you're emotional and really working on controlling my emotions. Yeah. You know, that's a big one for me. And breath work. Definitely. I'm really big into breath work, you know, just like taking a deep breath in and holding it for like five seconds and letting it out like very slowly and doing it like a lot of times, not just like five. I've read different things, but they say that you need to do it for like a few minutes to really like feel this kind of euphoric like, feeling. Yeah, like regulate your nervous system. Yeah, and it really helps. And I notice a lot of times too, when I'm walking around in my day-to-day -day life, like I forget to breathe. Same. Like Same. I'm like, I'm barely breathing. Yeah. It's like, good what's to be happening? intentional about it and to just be like, whoa, I yeah. need to like inhale and take a breath. And then lastly, just making time for exercise. I know you're the same. It's like if I don't get that like that me time to just like move my body, I'm not a nice person. Like, same. It changes my whole personality. Yeah. And it's not it's not just about like I want to look good. It's no, like it's, it's more like, for the mental. And that's why you're bringing it up for your mindfulness because yeah. it, it has so much to yeah. do with your mental yeah, it's clarity just, and just everything. It's made such a big difference for me. And I recently got a personal trainer like, I oh, don't fun. know, like two months ago. Cool. And like that's changed my life because I'm, you know, I have somebody introducing new ways to work out that I never did before and just kind of like pushing me because I'm that girl that like I get ready and go to the gym and then I'm like, mm, do I want to get on the stair climber? Like, I know. I'll get on for like 10 <laughs> minutes and I'm like, okay, what else can I do? And I'm just kind of aimlessly like picking random machines. Yeah. So it's like I have somebody like telling me what to do strategically and it's like I've noticed such a big difference that way and I'm just so much happier. Oh, I love all of the things that you just said. Next, how do you listen to your intuition? It's almost like this, like the voice just keeps getting louder and louder. And it's not even just a voice. It's my body. Like you'll notice, yeah. I feel like your body will get very tense mm -hmm. and like. That's just, a good point to make. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like a lot of people don't realize that your intuition isn't just a feeling, but it's physical too. It's your body. I just Definitely. noticed that so many parts of me were screaming at me to make a change. Like mm. it was just my body was screaming at me, my mind. And it was like it was this pit in my stomach. I love that you brought that up because I feel like you're very in tune with your physical body mm -hmm. and I am too. And I think that that's yeah. such a big component of listening to your intuition. And I don't think anybody's ever brought that up. It's a mind and body thing, but I feel like your body will show you, you Definitely. know, because yeah. I just noticed my body was very tense. Mm -hmm. You know, I was even like gaining more weight when I was really stressed yeah. or, you know, like my shoulders were more tense. Like oh I was God. clenching my jaw or my fist, like things that you don't even realize, little things, but yeah. like that's your body's way of telling you something's wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of times people just ignore that. Mm -hmm. And I say it's a mixture of that and really just listening to that little voice because mm -hmm. a lot of times we ignore it. And every time I've ignored it, I'm like, I knew, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would just say listen to your body and really just get quiet and listen to that voice and ask yourself, you know, what do I feel I really want? What do I need? And a lot of times you already know the answer. You're just ignoring it. Yeah. And it's a lot to do with fear. And I really believe in a woman's intuition. 
Absolutely. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, my intuition has been so spot on. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, we can sense things. I think it's just because we're much more sensitive beings and emotional beings. We're very in tune a lot more. With energy, just in general. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to, like, like, shit on men. Yeah, yeah, I'm not shitting on men at all. But, like, even just sitting here with you, I'm feeling your energy. Whereas, you know, I think men are just taught not to do that often. So they don't go there. You know, they're working on it now. And it's beautiful to see. Like, with River, I'm always, like, talking about our feelings and doing all of that. Good. You know, because it's so important that men get that, too. Because we all have that in us. So it's just a matter of tapping into it. Definitely. What are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? It can be anything from like your morning routine, your skincare, your beauty, mm. just little things that like make yeah. you feel like the best version of yourself, like podcasts that you listen to, just yeah. really anything. First off, my morning routine for me is like non-negotiable. Like I've become like a grandma. Like I wake me up too. super early. By 10, I'm at least laying in bed. Yep. I'm very strategic about my mornings though, or like my me time. So yeah. I'm like lighting candles in the house. Like oh. I'm making coffee. I have a really nice coffee machine. I like, you know, make my espresso. I'm like reading books, doing my gratitude journal. Like, you know, I'm healing. I'm doing my breath work. I'm doing everything I can just to like start the day fresh. And if I don't start my day like that, like it's it's just a wreck. You yeah. Know? It so. sets you up for success if you're able to start your day like that. Yeah. So that's just a no-brainer for me. Skincare. I mean, I'm huge on that. Like yeah. sunscreen every day, exfoliating, vitamin C oil during the day. I'm mm-hmm. really big on that. I never sleep with my makeup on, like, ever. Same. Like, I know some people do that. I'm like, no. <laughs> I know. That's a, that's a I'm very huge into, like, anti-aging and beauty stuff. And I love books, too. Oh, I'm really? Kind of. Yeah. A, like, if you came to my house, you went into my bedroom. Like, I have so many books. And it's all, like, self-help books. Same. Like, <laughs> it's like, damn, she needs a lot of help. But it's not that. It's just, it's funny. Since I was, like, 10, since I could read, my mom would, like, hand me self-help books. Like, she would finish one and give me a book and say, go read this. So it's oh, like, cool. since I was a kid, I, I just that. grew up reading, like, every book under the sun. So it's almost just like I love to learn. It's just a non-negotiable for me. I'm always trying to like better my life and I just love books. Yeah. And I'm sure you're going to incorporate that into River's life too. Oh yeah. 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 We do bedtime reading and he loves books and he talks like so much, like full sentences. Like he's such a talker. So I I blame a lot of that just on me, (laughs) me reading to him. That's good. I I think it makes a big difference, you know? Absolutely. Other than that, I mean, coffee. Coffee? <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, that's a non-negotiable for me, too. Like, Every if morning. I don't start the morning with coffee, I'm, like, angry. Like, don't talk to me. Same. Leave me. Like, or I'm like, can we go buy some coffee somewhere? Did I you mean, have coffee this morning? I did. I okay. did. I did. Okay. I know because I asked you for coffee. <laughs> no, but I would have felt so bad if you hadn't. And I did like not. like a coffee fiend. Like, it's like, like, how many cups do you drink a day? like three. It's not good. Mm. But I will say I'm cutting out the oat milk. I've I've read so much about oat milk being, and I love it. It's so creamy and delicious, but I'm going back to almond just because, I mean, it makes sense. You're drinking a grain every day. I know. And there's so many like, it's heavy. It's heavy. I feel like in the morning it's heavy on my stomach and I'm I'm noticing that. And so I'm switching back to um, almond milk, almond milk, even though it's not as like creamy and delicious. I know. I know. Eventually, I would like to just go fully, like, black if I could. 
I know. I don't I know understand that's the healthy way. Do that. But I need some sweetness. Same. I'm the same way. We'll, we'll get there when we're 80. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> um, next, what is your fitness routine? So you told us that you have yeah. a personal trainer now. So like, yeah. what is he incorporating into your fitness regimen? Yeah, yeah. He does a good mix of everything. And that's what I love about him. Full body, we'll do a mixture of weights, cardio. We'll go to Runyon, which I love. Oh, cool. Like, that's that's been fun. kind of our new thing. Yeah. Does he make you run up Runyon? Yes. Like <gasps> we will run up the hill and like do oh lunges God. up the hill. Another thing that like has really like toned my legs up is pushing river on you know, Runyon. Oh, yes. Because, you know, they have the, the road part. The paved road. Yeah. yeah. So we go there and then like his stroller is about like 50 pounds. I mean, with yeah. his weight plus his bag, his yeah. food, his everything. It's a lot. It's such a good workout. Yeah. Like w- we take a lot of breaks and I'm just like, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> that's such a good mommy workout. Everybody go hike with your baby. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's good too. Cause I get a lot of like encouragement because people yeah. walk by me and they're like, wow, you're doing amazing mama. And I'm like, thank you. We should take Hunter and River. Let's on a do hike it. Together. I would love that. It's good to have mommy friends that like work out together because yeah. it's hard to find. Most of my mommy friends like either don't work out or like don't have time or don't have time. Yeah. We're busy. So, you know, how often are you training with your personal trainer? Right now, we just do like one to two times a week and then everything else is just me. Okay, you know? cool. And that's all you really need too. And then as long and he's as you're teaching like, me a lot. So yeah. it's like a lot of it I can take into the gym myself and that kind of thing. And I make jokes, but he's like my therapist slash trainer because at the end of every session, he'll ask me, you know, what are you most grateful for? Or oh, like, you know, so we'll talk cool. about like really deep things. Like we've had conversations where I've like cried. Wow. Like literally cried at the end of our workouts. Like, and I'm just like, what is wrong with me? And he's like, no, like you needed this today. Like I leave feeling like, physically good but like emotionally good and it's so hard to find a trainer like that so I'm like I feel you know I feel so lucky to have found have found him yeah yeah Yeah. that was one big thing that when I was getting my personal training certification that they stressed and emphasized Mm -hmm. a lot is like being able to build that rapport with your clients just like you have to build with your clients and building that trust and bond And that was honestly my favorite part about training people was Mm -hmm. like getting to know them on a more emotional level and getting to know. And seeing them evolve, you know, with their confidence and their bodies and their emotions and everything. Like he tells me all the time, like you've come so far because I mean, when I first met him, like I hadn't really taken the gym that seriously because, you know, I kind of took a break after River and, you know, I was like kind of dabbling and working out. But like he really got me like more focused and like on my like A game with working out. And so like he boosted my confidence. And then good. I, I I couldn't say anything Bad about him. Bad about. I recommend him to all my friends. He's What's amazing. his name? Draw his name's on. Devin. Here's a little plug, Devin. <laughs> Shout out, Devin. I love <laughs> you so much. Yeah, he's amazing. So okay, good. Well, one last question that I ask everyone at the end of every episode is, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to your younger, little twelve-year-old self? Hmm. I would tell her. Stop caring so much about what other people think. You know, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. I know. You know what I mean? All the things that you're doing to make other people happy, like do what makes you happy. Follow your heart. I know. Trust yourself and don't let other people sway you from the things that excite you and your dreams. 
stay true to who you are. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get lost and caught up in like, you know, wanting to be cool or wanting to have these f- certain friends at school or or boys. Like, you know, stop focusing on boys and like get focus on you, girl. Yes. I would just be like, focus on you. A lot of my life, especially as a child, not wanting to get so deep into it, but, you know, having slight like daddy issues and just feeling like I wanted that male attention. I would just say give that love to yourself and realize that like you're going to have that from someone one day. But right now, give that love to yourself and stop caring so much about what boys think, what anyone thinks. Because I think for a while I was a little bit just so into all that. And it took me a while to realize like, no, I need to make myself happy. I need to love me. I'm I'm my first love, you know, and I think for a long time I was looking for others to love me. And it's like, no, you need to love yourself because no matter what, like who you have here, this, this girl, she's not going anywhere. She's with you for life. Forever. Life. So be good to her. Love her and just stay focused and everything else will work itself out. Yeah. You know, that's what I would tell her. I can relate to everything that you just said. (laughs) I could have used that major. It's so hard to not want to people please your whole entire life. And I think this sounds like bad in a way, but I think the older I get, the more selfish I get. And, And not in a bad way, but just like, it's made me realize like, yes, mm-hmm. I do need to give that love mm-hmm. to myself. I need to just give more time to myself because for so long, mm-hmm. it's like all about other people. But. Yeah. And I, and you know, it's funny you say that because the other day I read something that said, you know, women are taught to be so selfless and that being selfish is a bad thing. Selfish is not a bad thing. And we need to stop acting like, you know, taking care of ourselves. Yes is a bad thing. But I think that women, especially little girls, you know, were raised to be good girls and follow the rules Mm -hmm. and listen to what everyone says. And, you know, so I kind of carried that into my adult life. And it's only until like, you know, very recently that I've same I've stopped caring and I'm just like yeah I love who I am I don't care what you think about me I don't Did care River if help you, you like me or not oh yeah I same with Hunter I don't know what it is I feel like after a baby it's like my confidence and my like my like giving a fuck just went away yeah same I don't know what it is yeah I think it's just because you have this little human now like and I like- pushed a baby out of me I did the most intense most magical thing in the world. The rest of you can go fuck, fuck off. off. Just fuck <laughs> off. You you can't tell me shit. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, that's a perfect note to end on. I love that because that's my mindset too. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing you can say. Like I pushed a baby out of me. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> All right, babe. Well, I would love for you to just drop your Instagram yeah. handle or, you know, anywhere that people can connect with you. Okay, so you guys can find me at Alexis Fallon underscore or Styled by Lex. That's S-T-Y-L-D, not L-E-D, S-T-Y-L-D by Lex. And that's all my styling work. If you ever want to hit me up and get some new wardrobe going, hit me up. And yeah, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for being (laughs) here. It was such an honor. Yes, thank you. Okay, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gain some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILF Bod Pod. 
So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.